Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. James 5. Now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on the earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you'll be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Be patient until the Lord's coming. I can't remember ever really engaging with that idea. Even today I fleet-footed past this verse to get to the stuff about prayers of faith. But I feel drawn back to verse 7, as if the Spirit is highlighting it to me. Why haven't I ever focused on this before? I know that patience is not something I'm good at, but I don't think it's the main problem. I think the main problem rests in my theology. Do I really believe Jesus is coming back? And more than that, do I think it would be a good thing? James certainly did. Paul certainly did, as did Peter and the writer to the Hebrews. In fact, the whole ruddy lot of them were convinced that the Lord was coming back and it was going to be awesome. And if we do think about it, it is going to be awesome, isn't it? 
It's going to be awesome because Jesus sees good stuff you do that never gets noticed by your peers. It's going to be awesome because all you've sown to and cultivated will spring up into verdant eternal life. This time is more grubby than we would like. It's a time of planting and tilling. But then is when the harvest will come. Then is when abundance will abound and the abundance will link directly to our purity right now. This perspective on the struggles in life helped the church grit their teeth and remain faithful through their suffering. It helped them not get distracted from the delight of devotion. I want to learn from their example. I love Jesus. I deeply, deeply love Jesus and I know he is the epitome of goodness and joy. I'm so richly satisfied when I fix my eyes on him and do stuff that invests in the harvest on his return. So, Holy Spirit, please hammer into my thick skull the truth that even small acts of faithfulness are worth it. Please would you help me wake up in the morning wondering whether today will be the day when the plowman overtakes the reaper. And then, please would you give me patience, a patience to stand firm and not grumble and keep going for goodness in the grubbiness. For when Jesus returns, it will be astonishing. The glory of his kingdom fully come will make it all seem worthwhile and will surpass even Elijah-type prayers in this time. Here's a question for reflection. What part of James's letter struck you the most? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.